BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd. If he says potato salad or swear to God. Those expressions are comedic, little darling. If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin. And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says, edit it out. The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasts end before his get started. The intros are recorded on a phone, but don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association. Voted the Todd Glass Show number one. So welcome to the show. It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling you're growing inside. And when you wake up ready to say, I think I'll make it a snappy new day. It's such a good Feeling, a very good feeling, a feeling you know that we're friends. Aristotle, did you put reverb in that? You did? Like a lot? Well, I guess everybody heard it. Well, Aristotle says it's his fault, but I think it's my fault. Because I mentioned it to him, but I didn't remind him, and I mentioned it in passing. But last week was supposed to be a double episode. And I was... Next morning I realized, oh, we never split the episode. See, usually I tell him it in my opening, like, hey, Aristotle's going to decide where it splits. So I'll take 50% of the responsibility and Aristotle, I think he'll take the other 50. I don't think he should take any responsibility, but you know Aristotle... He won't have it any other way. But 
It does give some people a chance to catch up. Mm-hmm. But there's so much to talk about. I'm in Boston right now, opening up for Sarah Silverman at the Wilbur Theater, and then we're going on to Boston, and then we're going to be in Minneapolis and Milwaukee, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Those dates I always look forward to because Sarah's, well, fun to hang out with. Uh, but I, got, I have a lot of stuff on my mind. But let's get, let, uh, let me go through a few things here real quick. Um, D.C. is sold out. Washington, D.C. is sold out. That show that I'm doing there on uh, June 22nd. Now, I am doing the podcast at the small theater at the Kennedy Center on the 23rd. But on the 22nd, the see, that that room I'm doing is if is the smaller room. It's the lounge. It only holds like 75 people. So it's obviously, I'm, you know, I'm not bragging, but it sells out very quickly. Um, add a second show? I don't know. Maybe if enough people call and say, hey, are, we doing a, are you doing a second show? But, you know, uh, that'll happen on its own. If it does, you'll know by calling it the improv. But the show on the 22nd of June is sold out. To tell you the truth, I think there's two seats left, so and that was yesterday, so or so there you go. Uh there's that. Now, don't you gotta listen. There uh when I was at the when I'm gonna be at the comedy cabaret in uh, Doylestown above High Top Poco's restaurant, and uh, I said I'd give a password, like a little secret code, so podcast listeners, you know, I like to put them near the front. Um so what should that password be? Something that's comfortable for you to do. Uh, I'll tell you what. You can either say George Carlin or you can write it on a piece of paper. That might even be the better way. And when you get up to the top, you just hand it to them. That way other customers don't go, what's that mean? Just write George Carlin on a piece of paper. You'll hand it to him, and he will put you as close to the front area as we can. And I said, if you wear bow ties or dress up, I love it. But... Ultimately, I want you to be comfortable. Don't dress up if you're not comfortable dressing up. I'd rather you be in a T-shirt and comfortable. That's what I'm wearing on the stage. But it looks good if you like it. Like if you're like, I like to dress up. Dress up. Have fun. Go fucking nuts. Okay? Um, now, hold on. Don't go anywhere. Now, as far as voting goes... By the way, we had a, a listener that I sent something in because he was running a marathon, and some he made like a something to put on his phone to give him motivation. Now he knows the way it felt to run a marathon. I can only imagine. It's like wow. I bet you feel like you feel so good that night. I'm going to tell you what I told you before. If you want the feeling. How do you get that feeling of running a marathon? There's other things in life like that. You hit this you know unbelievable goal. Whatever it is. And when you do it, you're like, wow. But that marathon's the best example of what the fuck I did it. It's got to feel amazing. How do you get that feeling if you're lazy? I told you, go vote. I didn't say who to vote for. Just say go vote. And I'm telling you, you are going to be like, wow, I did it. It's so easy to think, oh, but... Do it. 
and you're going to reap the benefits of that feeling. And don't fast forward through this. I got a lot to say in this opening. Um, ba, 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 ba. Now you might think, oh, I'll give you something. Some people are going, well, there's no show today. Sure, there's a, well, there isn't a show. I mean, if it was a show, there'd be some songs by lyricist Joe. Uh, wait a second. What is that I hear feathering in? What? It's a no-show show. It's a no-show show, but we've still got a jingle, yeah. Well, it's a no-show show. Yes, it's a no-show show. Well, it's a no-show show, but we've still got a jingle, yeah. And Todd recorded on his phone so we don't miss an episode. Other podcasts might have just not released something, but this is the Todd Glass Show, and it's professional. Ah, there's even a song for a no-show show. Even there's no show, I have a song. It's what? Honey, honey, uh... I'm listening to the Todd Glass show and there's not a show, but they even have a jingle when there's no show. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that episode too. How about that? I made them get along. Can I tell you something? To George Carlin, I'm being serious. I don't know what to do with... I guess the word I use when I'm not saying it for the podcast is rage. To George Carlin of a group of people that are voting for Donald Trump. A certain group. A certain group. And when it's I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I got to get it off my chest. It's 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 really it's. Uh, by the way, it's mostly people in my circles. Uh, two people specifically, and I know some people go, "Well, Hillary isn't any better." Look, I, I'm a Bernie guy. I'm a Bernie guy, and I know it's hard when you're having a one-way conversation. I get it. There's people listening that they wish they could interject because it, it's great because then you can give clarity to something you're saying. That's why it's a conversation. But when when it's somebody that – and it really is – it makes me – it happened a while back with another election. And by the way, it doesn't mean people that don't agree with me. You think every time someone doesn't agree with me, it doesn't bring – Maybe rage isn't the right word, but it 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 fills me with a lot of it, it perplexes me and with a lot of frustration. And it doesn't happen with everything. I have like very strong views, as you know, if you listen to this show. And I have people that disagree with me on a lot of things that I'm pretty passionate about. And the reason I'm pointing this out is I know this might go a long way to make my point, but you know how when someone's reviewing a movie and it's a maybe it's a, a, a silly movie and they're giving it a bad review, the first thing they want to do is list three or four movies that are crazy silly, just silly comedies. I know that's not the best word, silly, but you know what I mean. That they gave good reviews. And what it right away says is, I am not dismissing this movie just because it is a silly slapstick comedic movie. 
And they'll list four movies that they gave great reviews for, saying, you might disagree with my review, but don't think it's that I wrote this movie off just because it was a slapstick comedy. And that's what I'm trying to do here. Look, I have people, you know, my staunch, you know, my if that's the right word, uh, my, my views on a, on a lot of things, maybe hitting kids, spanking. And I have some people in my close life that don't agree with that 100%. And, and I'm okay with it. I'm not okay with it, but I realize that, you, you know, you can't circle yourself with groups of people that agree with 100% of everything you say. So I'm establishing that to think, well, yeah, sure, if anybody who disagrees with Todd, that brings rage. No, 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 no. When it is somebody voting for Donald Trump, especially, and if you want to throw Hillary into this camp too, that's okay with me. It's not like, what about Hillary? Okay, then throw her in there too. But I don't want you thinking, well, Hillary does that to get in the way of the point that I have to make. That is gay or black or a woman, I don't get it. I, you know, because, well, by the way, if you're gay, I don't think Donald Trump is going to cause you a lot of heartache. Because we sort of, look, whenever you say we're past that, it, it doesn't mean we don't, we don't have things to deal with. There's, there's still, you know, it's, I get it, I get it. But we're past the point where... He's going to publicly say things about gay people. We're, we're past that point. Still a shit ton of progress to go. But it makes me, th and I have somebody in my life that, that's doing this, and I didn't say anything. If you would have heard the phone call, you would have, I think, been impressed. Because I asked almost Dr. Kevin Seuss about this. I said, well, should I have said something? And I just, I let it go. I said, who are you voting for? And he told me. And I, I took some deep breaths. I was, I was driving in the car, and I, I think I said one thing about, you know, why I wasn't. And I, I, I let it go, but it's been on my mind. I'm starting to get angry at this person. I'm starting to, to not want to be their friend anymore, and it's someone that I care about very much. And it wasn't the type of discussion that could be had, but let me tell you something. You were a victim. Anybody like this, someone that has been judged on outside the content of their character, you have been a victim of that, mistruths. That's why they call them half-truths, because it's enough to bait certain people into believing it. You were a victim of that. You were a victim of half-truths, of people perpetuating lies based on half-truths. And now you're turning around and voting for someone that's going to do it to other groups of people by perpetuating fear because of misinformation. And you think that's all right and you don't realize you're doing it. And this person, the one thing they did say was, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders is into giving a lot of handouts. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a believer of you got to work for because that's a mistruth. Did you go to a public school? Okay, if you don't think that what they're saying now about the college education they want to offer for free is equivalent to the high school diploma that you got, well, then you need to study that. But that's a mistruth. That's a, that's a half of a truth. You perpetuate lies on half-truths. And, and, and especially in, 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 in the gay world, I, I don't know how to fucking say it. Whenever I say shit off the podcast, I just say it. When I'm on the podcast, the gay world, you know what I mean? In that community, like a lot of things were perpetuated on half-truths. 
scaring even intelligent people. And now you don't think that that's what you're doing, that you're turning around and letting mistruths make judgments on other people. And let me tell you something. If you think that Donald Trump gives a shit about straight white people either, listen to the end of this podcast when I roll in this Elizabeth Warren clip. Do you really think? Because it's like I'm saying, like, oh, if you're, he, he's, he's caused so much heartache to so many groups and so much fear. And you've lived that. You've lived that. Now, what do you think? Oh, in this case, the same thing isn't going on that you might be because of some half-truths. And, you know, whenever we talk about groups of people, you know, you talk about women's rights or black rights or gay rights. You know, I think kids, and I've said it before, the conscious children of every era get the fucking raw end of the deal, too. That's what I'm talking about. That, like... That just like you suffered from mistruth, they do too. My friends, you know, it's like every generation, every time there's a, the pulse of the young generation that comes forward, they're called lazy. Don't you realize that? So, I don't know. I had to get that out. I Listen to the Elizabeth Warren clip because it really shocks the shit out of me that someone that I care about would vote for Donald Trump. And you might go, why don't I keep throwing in Hillary Clinton? I, I guess because I, I, I he's more egregious to me. I guess because he's more egregious to me. Somewhere, I don't want to say anything that, like, somewhere in my, somewhere I hope that maybe it's because there's a chance Hillary will get into office that I'm hoping, well, there's a chance he'll get into office too, but... I'm hoping that, I don't know, I don't know, because he's worse to me, I guess. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you see where I'm perplexed about this. Well, like I said before, throw Hillary in there, too. I know, I know some of her views have flip-flopped, too. But what do you do with that rage? Anyway, that's why I can't wait to start doing shows with Eric Olson. A lot of people say, what, Eric, are you talking about? Eric Olson is coming back. And once a month, we're going to start putting out the shows where I can talk about this stuff. And I know I rambled, and I appreciate you letting me. I know it's, well, it's not a show, so who cares? Oh. By the way, I'm going to be in New York doing a show. There's like, I think I'm probably going to say it wrong. It's called Skankfest. Oh, what if I said it wrong? It's Sunday, the 19th of June. I'm going to be doing one show in New York City. I'll tweet it. So, all righty. I just feel like, I guess I could press pause and collect my thoughts, but I, I don't know why. I keep on saying it and saying it and saying it till it comes out right. But I'm sure there's certain people listening right now going, I have someone like that in my life. I, I want to keep saying it because that way I don't explode. You're turning around and you're going to do it to another group because you don't realize. Do you really think? Do you really think when there were mistruths being spread about oh any any group and you and you were part of it and you're not able to see? I only hope that someone's doing that can hear maybe even this and go oh wait am I doing that? Well, I don't think it'll change your opinion though. It's fucking so angering.
But I want to be positive. And I do think, look, great things happen. We've seen it. We've read about it in history books. And I believe whether it's going to happen in the White House or in the front lawn of the White House, it's going to happen. And that's how I want to sort of whew, be in a positive. I really do think you're going to look back in a year. I, it, it doesn't matter what you think now. Now we move to a year later, you're going to go, we're going to see some some things happen. Like I said, I, I hope it happens in the White House. But I think it might just have to happen on the front lawn of the White House when you're protesting. All right, I've talked enough. Um, you're great. Uh, you're special. Someone sent me the words to, won't you be my neighbor? Hmm, maybe I'll have to have... Uh, Somebody do a cover of that and send it into the show. Thank you. Thank you. You know who you are. Oh, you want me to say your name, don't you? Chad Denick? All right, there you go, Chad. Shut up, Eric. He deserves some love. Um, hold on, I'm right ready to throw. Oh, there is no show to throw to. This is it. Wow. You know, I'm going to go back to that. I just paused it for a second. When I said, you don't think that a high school diploma back that you got, did you go to a good, oh, you did? Because I know my friend did. He went to a high school. He got. And when you put something like that ahead of him and you go, don't you think a college education today is equivalent to the high school diploma that you got? And, and, and you don't see that. You know what? You're doing exactly what you're doing, exactly what happened when the thing that hurt you or your group, whether that's. And by the way, the reason I always say I say, you know, like I say, get black rights, gay rights, women rights. Hey, straight people don't always get the great end of the deal either. I get it. You know, it's like when we talk about the Catholic Church, what they've done to so many people. And we always forget and their own and their own. The priests that they've tortured. I get it. Sometimes we forget groups of people. I'm not saying straight white guys don't have... You know, there's enough There's enough boundaries and bullshit and things that they can't do that they want because we place everybody in a box. Oh, you can't do this if you're... I get it. I get it. Believe me, I get it. I really do get it. But it's, it's extra with certain groups. Can, can we leave it that simple? And when I tell you that thing about the high school, you're saying, oh, I don't think you should be free college. And then someone educates you and says, well, that's the equivalent. And you're not able to go, oh, you're doing exactly what they fucking did when they spread mistruths about you and someone put facts in front of them and it didn't change their opinion. If you don't have the ability to go, oh, that high school diploma, it is a, the college degree is equivalent to that with, with everything we need to know to get basic jobs even today. And you're not able to go, oh, you're just full of shit. And you're as bad as the people that hurt you. And shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. If you're going to turn around and do it to another group. I, and, and also, I feel sad for you because I know you're not doing it because you're stupid, because you're not, you're not, but you're just not able to get some of the bullshit out of your way and say, oh, my God, I'm turning around and I want someone in office that will make people's lives horrible. 
Not your life, because you were past that already. He's not going to do that to you, maybe. I start hating the... Ugh. All right, everybody. Remember what I said about the revolution? Everything's going to be great. <laughs> I should probably not even drop this episode, but I will, because I need to get it off my head. Look, even if I didn't bring clarity to it, it, it would be a lot easier if I was sitting in a room with somebody else and doing this, and that's what we're going to start doing. And maybe just me saying this helped clear my, my mind a little bit, and I feel better. I do feel better. To George Carlin, I feel better because even if I wasn't able to articulate myself as much as I wanted to, I put it out there and I put out that I'm frustrated. Um, and that, uh, I guess that, that feels better sometimes. So thank you. Ugh. All righty. You're great. Aristotle. I guess I could say roll in that Elizabeth Warren clip. You probably heard this, but I, I, I hope we, uh, I hope, I just, I don't know. I love what she said. And by the way, I bet he's scared of her. All right. Bye. Oh, I did forget about one thing. Worth coming back on and telling you before Aristotle throws the Elizabeth Warren clip? Am I saying her name right? Caring about the next group. By the way, like I said, it's very important to go like, oh, the next group. Like, oh, there's no, we don't need to worry about, you know, these groups anymore. No, they're, maybe they're out of the boiling hot water. But they still need work. But they're out of the boiling hot water. And then the new groups are in the boiling hot water. The way to k- prove that you just don't give a fuck about you and your group and that's it. And I hope I fall under that category. Oh, my group's out of the boiling hot water. That's all they fucking care about. Because <laughs> that's what it seems like to me. Not purposely. I don't think people that are doing this do it purposely. I really need to take the time to say that. But the people that were hurting your group didn't mean to do it purposely either. But it still fucking sucked for you. Don't think if you're part of a group that really was under the wrath of being judged outside of anything to do with the content of your character and other people made that your life difficult. Don't think that everyone did it because they were mean and cruel and knew what they were doing. Just misinformation. This is your opportunity to go, I'm not going to do that to the next group. So you can't, you got to hear what I'm saying. Are you turning around and doing it to the next group? And yes, I think it's worse if you're black or gay or a woman. I think that's the worst. I think it's that's despicable that you're going to f- convince yourself that you're not turning around and doing it to the next group. That's your one goddamn chance to say you're not just a self-fulfilled, selfish fuck. To go, no, I don't just give a shit about gay people or, or whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's anybody... We're all on this planet and that I'm not turning around and doing it to the next group. And don't be so quick to go, I'm not, I'm not. My group was persecuted for illegitimate reasons. I'm telling you factually why this next group is, I'm I'm doing this. Because you've been a victim of that. And it's your one chance maybe to go that I don't just give a shit about my group. Okay, I'm out of the hot water. (laughs) I'm safe. I'm in my house. I got the door locked. Give a fuck about the next group. And look, and that's exactly what he's doing. Because of half-truth. That's the word I want to underline. Half-truths. And then complete 
bullshit, but I'm, th- I'm talking about the, the half-truths that lure even intelligent people in. How about that? I just called you intelligent if you fall under this. But you're turning around and doing it to another group. You are. Just because you say you aren't doesn't mean you're not. You have to stop and listen. What's that have? Yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. That's why I came back on. It's your one opportunity to go, no, I give a fuck about everybody on this planet, not just my own group. And if you want to include Hillary in that and you want to include, that's fine with me. But I'll tell you one thing, Bernie Sanders isn't involved in that group. Nobody's perfect. So if you want to look through his record and find mistakes, you're going to. But let me tell you something. He's kind and he's decent. And I said this before, but I don't take for granted everybody listens to every goddamn podcast I do. But this world will work better when people realize that our social problems are our economical problems. And when we start treating everybody equal, the world will run better. And what Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, yeah, I get it. You have to eventually not vote for who you love, but who's the best. And yeah, I would vote for Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump. I would. But I don't, I don't, I I don't, I wouldn't want either of them. But all I'm saying, like, I'm only talking to those people, like I said, that have been a victim of being judged outside of the content of their character, like I just said a second ago. And you turn around and you vote for that. Shame on you. Shame on you. I hope you, f- you, you are feeling bad right now because you can change. Or you can just convince yourself that I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing what was done to me. <laughs> really? All right. Now you can roll on the Elizabeth Warren. I do feel better if you're worried about me. Don't worry, I'm fine. Unfortunately, if you've been watching the presidential race you know that we need to stand up now more than ever. Just yesterday, it came out that Donald Trump had said back in 2007, that is the year before the Estradas lost their home, that he was, quote, excited for the real estate market to crash because, quote, I've always made more money in bad markets than good. That's right. The rest of us were horrified by what happened during the 2008 financial crisis, by what happened to millions of families like Mr. Estradas that were forced out of their homes. But Donald Trump was drooling over the idea of a housing meltdown because it meant he could buy up more property on the cheap. What kind of a man does that? What kind of a man roots for people to get thrown out of their house? What kind of pan roots for people to get thrown out of their jobs, to root for people to lose their pensions, to root for two little girls in Clark County, Nevada, to end up living out of a van? What kind of a man does that? I'll tell you exactly what kind of a man does that. It is a man who cares about no one but himself. A small... A small, insecure money grubber who doesn't care who gets hurt so long as he makes a profit off it. What what kind of a man does that? 
a man who will never be President of the United States. Now, sometimes, sometimes Trump claims that he is tough on Wall Street, tough on the guys who cheated people like Mr. Estrada. You may have heard him say that. But now, oh, he's singing a very different song. Last week, he said that the new Dodd-Frank financial regulations have, and I'm going to quote here, made it impossible for bankers to function. And he will put out a new plan soon that, quote, will be close to dismantling Dodd-Frank. Donald Trump is worried about helping poor little Wall Street. Let me find the world's smallest violin to play a sad, sad song. No, really. Can Donald Trump even name three things about Dodd-Frank? I... Someone should ask, right? But this much, this much Donald Trump should know. If he is so tough on Wall Street, then he should be cheering on Dodd-Frank's capital and leverage requirements that have made the big banks less likely to fail. If he is so tough on Wall Street, he should be cheering on Dodd-Frank's living wills process, which has helped push big banks to become safer. If he is so tough on Wall Street, he should be cheering on the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which has forced those big banks to return $11 billion directly to people they cheated. He should be, but he is not. Now that he has sewn up the Republican nomination, Donald Trump is dropping all pretense. He's kissing the fannies of the poor, misunderstood Wall Street bankers. But the American people are a whole lot smarter than Donald Trump thinks they are. The American people are not looking for a bait and switch. They are not looking for a man so desperate for power that he will say or do anything to get elected. You know, take the hint, Donald. The time for letting big banks call all the shots in Washington, it's over. And I just want to make one more point about Donald Trump, a, a point that won't quite fit into a Twitter war. <laughs> but the last point that I want to make really sums up Donald Trump and what he's all about, his taxes. Yeah, now, let's be clear. We don't know what Donald Trump pays in taxes because he is the first presidential nominee in 40 years to refuse to disclose his tax returns. I mean, look, maybe he is just a lousy businessman and he doesn't want everyone to know that he's not as rich as he claims to be. But we do know this. The last time that his taxes were made public, Donald Trump paid nothing. Zero. Zero. Zero taxes before, and for all we know, he's paying zero taxes today, and he's proud of it. Two weeks ago, he said that he was more than happy to dodge taxes because he doesn't want to throw his money, quote, down the drain. Donald Trump likes being a billionaire, but he doesn't think that the rules that apply to everyone else should apply to him. 
But let's be clear, Donald Trump didn't get rich on his own. His businesses rely on roads and bridges paid for by the rest of us. His businesses reply, uh, rep, uh, his businesses rely on workers who are educated by the way, rest of us. They rely on police and firefighters who protect the rest of us and who are supported by the rest of us. Donald Trump and his businesses are protected by a world-class military that defends us abroad and keeps us safe at home, and the rest of us pay to support. When anyone builds something terrific, they should get to keep a big hunk of it. But they should also pay a fair share forward so that the next kid and the next kid and the next kid will have a chance to build something too. That's how we build a real future in America. And that goes double for Donald Trump. He inherited a fortune from his father, kept it going by scamming people, declaring bankruptcy, and then skipping out on what he owed. Let's be clear. Nurses and teachers and dock workers, they pay their fair share to keep Trump's businesses going. Programmers and engineers and small business owners, they pay their fair share to support our military who show courage and sacrifice every day. Donald Trump thinks that supporting them is throwing money down the drain. Then I say we throw Donald Trump down the drain. You bet. Let's face it, Donald Trump is about exactly one thing, Donald Trump. It is time for some accountability because these statements disqualify Donald Trump to ever be President of the United States. The free ride is over. Now, I focus tonight on the urgent threat that is Donald Trump for exactly that reason, because the threat is urgent. But we all know that beating Trump is only one step toward rebuilding America's working families. The central question at this juncture in our history is who this country works for. Whether this country works for billionaires like Trump and their big bank friends, or whether this country works for everyone else, for the people who get up every day and work their tails off and who are sick and tired of always getting the short end of the stick. That's what matters. And each and every one of you works on different pieces of that fight. Wall Street accountability and Fed reform, minimum wage and overtime pay, fair scheduling, a livable planet, workers' rights and racial justice. You know the list. You know the stakes. You know the challenges. 
But I know one thing. Whether we're talking about Donald Trump or we're talking about changing this country, you can't win if you don't fight. And we're in this fight, and we're in it to win. Thank you all so much. you I like. It's not the things you wear. It's not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like. The way you are right now. The way down deep inside you. Not the things that hide you. Not your toys. They're just beside you. Every part of you, your skin, your eyes, your feelings, whether old or new. And I hope that you'll remember, even when you're feeling blue, that it's you I like, it's you yourself, it's you, it's you I like. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.